Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hi there once again for the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm the Cap, Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezicki. Some people, they call him Breezy. How you doing, Breezy, on this 4th of July? Hi to our American friends out there in podcast land. Independence Day. Remember that song by uh, Whiteheart? Oh, yeah, Independence Day. Yeah, that was a good one. A good rocker. Yeah, Whiteheart had a lot of good grace-based tunes. Once and for all, one of their their really good ones. But yeah, so happy uh, 4th of July, again, for the people who celebrate that. Do they have a 4th of July in other countries? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and a 5th, and a 6th. Good one. Uh, We're we're wrapping up our Looking Back series uh, as we celebrated over 800 podcasts. And one that I I wanted to jump into with with Joel here to kind of wrap up this, this little thing that we've been doing as we look back was uh, a series that we did. I think it was 20, 21 programs, you know, like 14, 15-minute programs last year on the uh, subject of Paul and James and whether they agreed or disagreed. What I'm going to do here is something a little bit different. Instead of going back and forth, I'm going to take part of the program to try and wrap up that 21-part series and then bring Joel back in and, and we'll try and tie this all together. So here we go. Now, historians will have different timelines on different things. But there's a wide consensus on some of the numbers I'm going to give to you, and we're going to use round figures here, okay? There could be some differences of opinion or several years apart on on different timelines. Nobody's got this down pat perfectly, no matter how good the historian may be. So Jesus died around 30 AD. Paul became a believer about three to five years after that. Now, the book of James is believed by many historians to be the earliest writing of the New Testament. We'll call it around 40 AD, give or take a few years. James, the brother of Jesus, probably came to faith after the resurrection. Around AD 50, Paul and his company went to Jerusalem to address the very controversial issue of Gentiles, non-Jewish people, and whether they could be saved, number one, and how that would look going forward with the Mosaic Law, etc. It was a very heated debate. There was no small dissension. The elders who were led by James at that Jerusalem church, he was the leader of the church, uh, some of those were former Pharisees, and they disputed that Gentiles needed to be circumcised and that they needed to be circumcised, and they needed to keep the law of Moses. That was the legalistic point of view from those people, from James Church Council. After James heard the arguments, he kind of split the baby in half, saying that it was his opinion or his judgment that Gentiles need not be bothered with the law. I mean, after all, since they were never under it to begin with. But then he made an interesting and curious statement that Moses has been and continues to be preached in cities and synagogues throughout the region and can be heard by anyone each Sabbath, implying that it might benefit Gentiles to check it out, start becoming familiar with that law, which he and others still assumed was in effect for Jewish believers. Now, the popular persuasion among the Jewish believers is that the law was still in place and that they needed Jesus for salvation in addition to the law. In other words, it was a mixed message of faith and works together. Now, this was the opposite of what Paul would teach as he proclaimed to have received a personal visitation by God and was taught by revelation and not by man that the gospel of grace brought justification apart from the works of the law and that that law was no longer a ministry believers would be connected with. 
Jew or Gentile. In Galatians chapter 2, Paul publicly called out those who believed there was a different gospel for Jews and another one for Gentiles. He criticized, and I quote, he criticized those who came from James, who were misleading Gentile believers into various aspects of law, who had received the gospel of grace so freely, right? So Paul even named names. And by the way, and this is a common misunderstanding, he didn't call James, Peter, and John pillars of the church. What he actually said, if you look at the original language there in context, they were perceived to be pillars, or they seemed to be pillars in the eyes of the people. In other words, it was the opinion of the of others that they were considered pillars, and it's understandable why people would think that. Paul and Barnabas were given the right hand of fellowship by these guys, these pillars, and they were told to go and take the gospel to the Gentiles, talk to them about it, and that they, the Jewish apostles, they would handle the Jews because they thought the Jews were still obligated to keep the law. They thought that the covenant, the old covenant, was still in place for them. But if you keep reading in that passage in Galatians chapter 2, Paul is criticizing Peter for his hypocrisy hanging out with Gentiles one minute, enjoying the free lifestyle, until men from James would appear. And then Peter would separate himself from the Gentiles, stop eating with them, and begin to compel them to live like Jews. Peter stood condemned, the way Paul termed it. And Paul would go on to say this, We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners, yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we Jews also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ, not by works of the law, like the Gentiles. And I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no reason. So, okay, now quickly to the letter of James. Again, believed to have been written around 40 A.D., 10 years after the cross of Jesus. And he's writing to Jewish believers who have been scattered because of persecution. What we need to do here, though, is if we can put aside our preconceived assumptions that Paul and James absolutely had to be in agreement in order for the Bible pages to be considered valid, and if we can begin to see that they were in disagreement on the topic of law, works, and justification, then we can begin to grasp a greater truth about the gospel and see the very real struggle it was for the Jewish people to let go of that law, especially if they were ignorant of how the old covenant ended with Christ and was replaced with a different and better covenant. This is not something that would have been easily understood by most until Paul came along to share that message, which would fall upon the ears of not only the Gentiles, the Gentiles who didn't have the law, but it would also fall upon the Jewish people who lived among them uh, at that time. Now, Paul claimed to have a revelation of grace that many had not yet understood. Even some of the apostles did not have an understanding of that at that time. Even Peter, you know, uh, he couldn't seriously consider the Gentile factor until about eight years after the cross. Uh, He thought he was still fully under law, and he would continue to wrestle with that, apparently, based on things that we've read that Paul said. But James said this as I get ready to wrap this up, Joel. Um, James said this in in 2.24, James 2.24, a person is justified by works and not faith alone. Now, this does not complement Paul and what he said, or vice versa, not even close. Not without twisting and reshaping Bible verses out of context to fit the assumed mindset that they had to be in agreement. So catchphrases become commonplace like this. Catchphrase number one, Paul teaches on the root of justification, which is faith, and James focuses on the fruit of justification, which is works. Or how about this one? Paul was talking about being justified before God, whereas James was talking about being justified before men. If you want to convince people of your faith, you must include works. 
Well, except that isn't what James said. And if that were a true statement, that talking point, then any religion outside of Christianity can make that claim of a works-based justification to convince others of what they believe. And this is what other religions do. The gospel of grace in Christ is different from anything else out there, at least it's supposed to be. So these people, they feel the need to try to reconcile Paul and James by coming up with what has turned out to be a really a myriad of theological explanations as to why they had to agree, while missing the point regarding a big chunk of the New Testament context regarding Jews, Gentiles, and faith and law. Paul and James would both, now get this now, Paul and James would both use the same passage of Scripture from Genesis to try to make their case. But believe it or not, James takes it out of context. Paul rightly points out from Genesis 15:6 that it was when Abraham believed that he would be considered righteous before he ever did anything. It didn't come by works, but righteousness comes to the one who does not work, to use the words of Paul. James would jump ahead by decades with that same passage to Isaac. 15 to 35 years later, he's saying that Abraham was justified by what he did when he offered Isaac. But that isn't what the scripture declared in Genesis, as Paul clarifies in much greater detail in his writings. So uh, I also just want to mention, Joel, that James and the elders, and so this is what we got. James writing his letter 10 years after the cross. Paul and his people get together with James and his council about 20 years after the cross, 10 years after James wrote his letter where they were still arguing about Jews and Gentiles. And then nearly 30 years after the cross and 20 years after James wrote his letter in the book of Acts, we see where James and his council try to convince Paul to quit teaching what he's teaching when he starts telling people that they no longer have to be under the law. I hand it over to you. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that you want. There's a lot to get in in this, and then, so I know you were talking fast there, trying to get in as much as you could, and that was really good. You hit a really good summary on all the things we talked about, and of course, I will link to that series that we did on the website growingingrace.org, and when we post this, and of course on YouTube, it was a 21-part series. We spent the first 10 parts talking about James and, and the differences with Paul, and then we did about 11 parts talking about Paul and his talk about justification by faith and salvation by faith and grace apart from works. And so I love what you shared all there. There's so much to get into, but really we've got all of this evidence the things that we see that James himself had written, we see Paul's times that he went to talk with James and try to convince James of, of something different other than what he was saying. We have all these things. And for me, now that I've seen this, you know, I had seen it throughout the years in various times, but a lot of times I just browsed right by it when I was reading the scriptures because I thought, Paul and James have to be in agreement. They have to be in agreement. It's the Bible. And God wouldn't allow there to be people of, in, of different opinions in the Bible. Well, I mean, sometimes we have to look at our mindsets. And one possible way that a person can look at this is that, you know, why did this letter of James get circulated if James is wrong? Well, in the early church, there were people, like you were saying, Cap, there were people who believed. And in fact, in Acts 15, it says that there were people who believed. And this is after James had written his epistle. There were people who believed, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. That's Acts 15.1. And Acts 15.5, some sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up, saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and command them to keep the law of Moses. Speaking of Gentiles there, 
But if they believed that that was the case for Gentiles, they certainly believed that that was the case for Jews. And these are people who were on the Jerusalem Council. James was one of these people. There was much dispute. Paul came up in Acts 15 and tried to set things straight. And as you said, in Acts 21, this is um, several years later, Paul went into James with the elders. So again, many years later, and they were they were wanting Paul to deny what he was teaching. James himself, in James 2, like you said, he says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? He's not talking about justification in front of other people. He's talking about can faith save him? He gives his examples, and then he says, like you had quoted, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. So we have all of these examples that you laid out there. We have the words of James himself. And, you know, just like we have the freedom, you know, Cap and I, we have the freedom to look at all of this evidence and make up our minds about what we believe. You, the listener, you, of course, have that same right. You can look at this, you can disagree with us, or you can say, hmm, you know what, some of this stuff makes sense, or, or whatever. Uh, we're not trying to, we never on this podcast have ever tried to push any belief on anybody. We want people to be free. You know, it's Independence Day. We want people to be free. <laughs> uh, free to live with the freedom for which Christ has set you free. James messed me up for a long, long time. And I, I always tried to get James to line up with Paul, and, I, and nowadays I see they didn't line up. They didn't see things eye to eye, and that's okay. And Cap, I know that one thing that you have said is that while James said faith without works is dead, you know, Paul said it's the man who does not work, so no works at it. It's the man who does not work, but who believes on him who justifies the ungodly. His faith has accounted for righteousness. So while James says faith without works is dead, Paul would have said works without faith are dead. So our time's up for this one, podcast uh, number 814, and the end of our 800 Club series. We're going to be moving on to some other great things in the weeks to come, talking about, among other things, how God justifies the ungodly, prostitutes and sinners enter the kingdom of God before self-righteous people and, and some other things. So stay with us in the weeks to come right here on the Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.